Welcome to Beholder's Eye. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. The Great Isle is in a time of turmoil. Murat Hall raids the countryside. The Grand Abbot has called a conclave to regulate the use of magic. Emperor Simon of Crux and Queen Alanya of Thelmer, once enemies, are now betrothed. The zealous Red Hand terrorize all who oppose their doctrine. Only one group can make things more explosive. The magical miscreants are... Rosie Hanna Iron Cold Lee Green Roblox Bluebeard, aka Rosie. I'm a gnome artificer bard. Garen Kelso, High Elf Bladesinger. Mole Urzog, Orc Forge Cleric of Saint Allegis. Cal Thornbreach, Satyr Bard of Eloquence. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I can. Um, so we kind of started off with everybody continuing to have a discussion about what we were going to going to be doing. Um, we settled on a couple of courses of action, and um, Mole decided that he was going to go speak to Brother Kelp. Um, we had a very interesting discussion uh, for him to get some more information to some of the other bishops and um, learned that he is also a very, very nice person who loves everyone, um, just like, like everybody should. Um, we then were going to proceed to our meeting that we were setting up in town. Uh, but first, Garen uh, checked in with Xena to see if she had gotten into the mansion palace thingy um, through that secret entrance that our, our dragon friend had found. Um, they found a couple of things in there, but most importantly, they found a door with like a magical ward to enter the, I think it was the basement. Is that right? That's correct. And, yep. Yeah, and so it, he didn't proceed any further, and that's kind of a point of interest for us now. So um, we proceeded to go into town, and some of us decided we were going to uh, take a ferry with some of the uh, very scary ferrymen. And that's where we left it off, with uh, bubbling waters around us as we were continuing on. That's right. Yeah. So um, you had seen the mezzanine for the first time come up and the anti-magic field kind of parted the ways for you and allowed you to go through. Um, and so there you are on the ship. And at the same time, we have and, and on the ship, it's Rosie and Mole, I believe. Is that right? And then uh, Garen and uh, William Osborne. Osborne and Garen are making their way through the on, on the walkways down to the Fortog district, which is more of the, uh, it's the market district. It's where a lot of the people live. It's sort of, uh, you know, the, the hub center of entertainment and and um, it's where you're, you've got your, your stores and your bars and all that other fun stuff. Um, so you on the, uh, the ship, unless you want to say something to the ferryman or have some kind of interaction we can just have you start at the landing on uh, on the Fortag district i definitely don't want to talk to the ferryman they make me uncomfortable and don't seem like great conversationalists yeah i don't think we're gonna get any information from them directly it was more just to experience the ride and to um kind of see if we can figure out what the deal is if it's them if it's their staff or whatever and okay i think we figured that out yeah 
yeah, it looks it looks pretty open and dry what those staves do. So also it kind of helps us determine that they're not innately like kept alive by magic or they're at least excluded from their anti-magic field. So that's weird. Um, right. Yeah. Cool. So they're not just a straight construct because they would just fall apart. Um, as far as the because we saw the the mezzanine like kind of float around it because of the anti-magic field. Um, did it follow the boat or did it just, was it just kind of like drifting? It was more like it was just drifting. So it, it split up around the boat, stayed away from the anti-magic field and then just kind of proceeded forward. Like it had just gone okay. around a, a rock or some kind of obstacle that it couldn't move or good, couldn't go through. Okay. So it, it might not be sentient. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right. That's halfway decent news. Um, when we were, we were going here, um, we were going to basically like the market district, right? For this area. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, as we're kind of getting off on the landing, um, Mole's gonna, gonna bring up, um, uh, before we go to our meeting, uh, could we go to, um, somewhere where I can, I can buy some supplies shortly? What kind of supplies do you need? Um, I need... I need a, a, a just a solid amount of of metal so I can bring it back with me. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna look and see if I can buy some some steel. That's that's all I'm looking for. There's probably somewhere that I can buy something like that, even if it's junk. Like, um, I, I'll, I'll kind of I'll, I'll give you my intent, Alex. I want I want just enough steel that I can make a set of plate armor. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see. So uh, looking around the area there, um, there are a number of different shops, different bars, as I mentioned before. Um, the one that looks the the like it might be the best for you is uh, About Time, which is an armor, uh, blacksmith, and, and weapon shop. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll just proceed over there. Okay. So uh, as you're all there, the Fort Talk district is, is fairly, especially compared to the Downs, fairly clean. Um, the alleyways aren't so tight together. They're not filled with trash. Um, you do see some of the guards walking around, the Imperial guards, um, some inquisitors even throughout the crowd. It's a very busy place. They're, you know, kids laughing. It seems very peaceful for the most part. Um, you know, a lot of families out here in the midday as well, with people purchasing items. Um, just kind of a very sort of almost wholesome sort of feel to the area. And there's a big square, sort of a, a plots, plaza, if you will, plaza there in the middle where most of these shops are around. So, um, you know, you've got these cobblestone, this cobblestone ground out there that uh, everybody's on. A lot of the stores um, and bars actually don't necessarily even have much of an inside. The people are all sitting outside in a bunch of chairs and tables outside of the actual buildings themselves. So like somebody would be delivering, you know, food or drink out to them there. And there's a number of different places. You do see, as I mentioned, the... Uh, about time, which is the armor's um, shop, and as you make your way in there, I'm assuming. I mean, is, you know, is there anything anyone else wants to do um, as Mole's doing this? You know, William or Garen, did you guys have any other anything else? Did we come to this place for a specific reason, or it was just a stop to see the sights type thing? Well, well we had Rosie had her has her like date around here right that's that's yeah oh yeah we were coming that's to scope it out a little bit i thought and yeah. then yeah okay it was more okay, it was more like to scope it out but... yeah, yeah. You're, you're, her date's not till later so yeah it's 7 p.m okay. and it's like what 1 p.m right now mm -hmm. yeah okay 
So, okay. Um, you you yes, make your way no. into the shop. <laughs> so, no. Um, yeah, there, there's some people working within the shop itself. You see, uh, you know, um, you can smell the uh, forge in the back. Um, up front, you do see a tall woman. She's human, um, who is uh, standing there. And she says, welcome. Welcome, travelers. Welcome. Um, I... I I'm looking to. Um, I'm new in town, and I'm I'm looking to buy some steel. You're looking to buy some steel. Well, of course, we can buy some steel. Um, um, I, a, I was how much are you looking for? Uh, about approximately thirty pounds. Um, thirty pounds. Okay. Well, I mean, for a quantity of that much steel. Um. Okay. For for the steel, it, it will. Um, if we're looking for, and you're, you're looking for enough to make plate armor. Okay. Um, yes, for, for that amount, that's going to take quite a bit. Um, that'd be about 750 gold pieces. And uh, we're going to have to have some of that brought in for you specially. So we don't have quite that much lying around. So we could have that to you by, um, the end of this week. Hmm. So if you want to take a deposit now um, of 350, we would need that so we can actually order the the uh, items themselves. That's that's really expensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know how much plate mail is? 1500, dude. Well, I I know I know that I know that, that, that's just really expensive. Yeah. He was expecting the steel to be significantly less. Not significantly 50%. less. <laughs> significantly less is not is not the it, it was not the ask. incorrect. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Like, I think it's a fair price, but my brain just didn't know how much anything cost because I don't, I don't, I don't do money in this. Um, we true. really don't, do we? I had, uh, we could try and bamboozle with magic sort of thing. I'm sure there's a few things we could try. I, no, I'm or not we could just outright theft. Like, that works. <laughs> that cows all for theft. Um, Good story. But they don't have it all. We can't just steal things that they don't have. Well, we go to where they're ordering it from. Oh, okay. Or we just take other things and sell them back to them in the deposit for the rest of the show. Okay. Um. <laughs> like it's uh, like Skyrim or something where you're just stealing things and selling it right back in the shop. Yes. Um, Put a basket on their head so they don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, Mole is going to ask her, um, how about how about this? Um, I give you 600 gold and one of these in trade and he'll pull out one of the healing potions from his from his pack um give me a just give me a persuasion roll on that dc 10 oh okay that's if i if i mess this up i'm gonna be so angry at mole um yeah, like 20 23 <laughs> 23 works um okay. so danica says yes i, I think we can work with that <clears throat> she doesn't say it like that she says yes i think we can work with that that's, that's okay. no problem Okay. Um, and if I give you um, all the gold up front, can you get it to me a little bit faster? I, I can't. I, I can. Here's what I can do for you is I can have the steel actually shipped to your residence here that we have. I can't speed up the, the, the caravan from Pinewall, though. That's that's no problem. Um, that is no problem. Okay. Well, I will I will give you your, your half up front, which would be... Whilst um, Sam's having the conversation with the person, in the, is there a small trinket that was made here that I could pocket? Um, yeah, yeah, there definitely is. What are you looking for? Anything that looks like it was made in this place for non-spell-related okay. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you find a um, 
let's say a you find um, it looks like an amulet is made there that has the uh, the seal of the emperor on there. Um, <coughs> That's something I can use yeah. for bullshitting with as well. So I'll take that. So um, you're gonna so you're gonna buy it or you're I'm gonna, gonna, I'm, gonna steal it? I'm gonna attempt to steal it because I've got trained in slave hand and not actually tried it yet. So please do. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um. So go ahead and uh, 18. give eighteen. I'll help with the distraction if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> if things are sideways, I have plenty of ways to run away. <laughs> None of which uh, Mole will like. All right. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, you are able to. I rolled a ten. You are able to go ahead and uh, pocket that item, no problem. Add it to the cow's list of things. Okay. Okay. Just Danica for says, other oh, reasons, oh. is there a value to it? Just so I know how good it is. Um, for that, you would get ten gold. Oh shit. Okay. I thought it'd be like one gold sort of thing. No, this is this is this is not a uh, shop for the. The you poor. Know, the, the poor. <laughs> you come here for quality. Okay. And um, would would I be able to get um, 100 gold pieces worth of that, that shipment up front? Would you have that on, on hand with you at all? Well, yes. Um, as I said, I, I'd be happy to ship you what we have of, of the items. So um, we can have that directed to actually delivered to your residence, if you'd like. So, um, No, we, I'm, I'm willing to come pick it up, actually. Okay, of, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm in between residences at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, and she looks at you kind of like, you can see like a, a puzzled look on her face. Like, well, well then what are you going to do with all this steel? Um or were you going to store it? But then just that, realize you just gave her like, no, no, you just gave her like 600 <laughs> gold. So she didn't really yeah. care. Yeah. Um, okay. Well then um, I, I will go ahead and, and have my, uh, my employees bring this out here. Um, and so she calls out a few names and uh, you see some um, dust covered and, and soot covered uh, gnomes come running out and um, just start piling up slabs of steel in front of you. Um, what um would you like a wagon or um yeah i I would be willing to to buy a small cart off of you small wagon yes like because it's it's i know it seems like a lot but it's like 60 pounds it's not like crazy amounts of steel okay um (laughs) yeah but it's not also just it's not um it's not like you can put it in your backpack um, no, no, no. I I would be looking for uh, a a small small thing, yeah, to to literally pile it up on. That that would be thirty five gold for uh, an actual cart. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. Good good deal. Good deal. <laughs> okay, I am poor again now. Fantastic. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you spending church money or um, is this part of your expense account? Gonna get all, reimbursed all, for this? All my money is church money, technically. So um, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll give that to them for like a small little little hand cart. Okay. Um. So they load that up into this small hand cart for you, and um. Yeah. Excellent. What, what are you guys doing? Okay. Um. So yes. Um. How how long on the rest you said again? I, we should have it to you in a couple of days. Okay. Um, I I will return in a couple of days. Uh, thank you. Of course. So and just as a um just to, as a reminder you do have your meeting with the grand abbot in three days this will be here in two days just to give you an idea cool. of time once again 
and awesome. you've been here for this. You're on your second day here once again. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So, all right. What are, what are y'all doing? Um, Bull has his little like his little cart now, <laughs> um, and he's going to literally because um, we can speak to each other in our minds. He's gonna go. Um, I need to find somewhere um, secluded for a moment. Um, yeah. Rosie just gives you a look. <laughs> It's not as weird as it seems. I'm just uncomfortable without my armor. Why did you leave it? Um, I was under the impression from our last meeting where I was indisposed that um, uh, a lower profile would be needed. And um, I am here to to accomplish that. By making more armor? Yes. And carrying a wagon of steel around? I care not about the wagon. Um, We'll... We, we'll take care of that. Are we just walking down the street at this point as well? Well, it's kind of like a market area, like an open oh, market walking area. Around the mar- We've left the armor mm-hmm. yeah. place, so yeah. I, I put my and, I put my new necklace amulet on. Yeah, and I, I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, do any of us pick that up? Do any of us notice? I'm not being subtle, if you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's up to to you guys. Actually, mm-hmm. would would you see it through the disguise? Yeah. Or would it just disappear Ooh. underneath? You'd see me wear, bring it out, and then it would disappear. It would just go away. Well, we see your clothes, though, right? Or do you have clothes? Uh, you make yourself, including your clothes, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends. So you wouldn't see it. You'd see me get an amulet out, put it on, and then it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I wouldn't have time to inspect it. Because, I mean, that's like, what, two seconds of... Yeah. You'd see me putting something on if you wanted to talk to me about it, though. So I could just bring it back on the other side of the... As you know, because it, it's when I cast a spell, I make everything look different. So so after you cast a spell, to, you put something on? i say it's down to Alex. Let me put it in the chat just so... Um, yeah, let's, let's read it here. That's the wording of it. <laughs> you make yourself, including your clothing, armor, and weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends or until you use your action to dismiss it. You can seem, let's see, you can seem one foot shorter or taller and can appear thin, fat, or in between. You can't change your body type. What? Um, so you must adopt a form that has the same, oh, I see what it says. You must adopt a form that has the same basic, basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. I mean, it really says it's up to you here. So what do you want to add to your outfit? Um, it can be I'm not changing I'm putting something on. Would it go through the outfit or s- yeah, set on top of it? Yeah, I would say that's, I mean, that's still up to you though. Like, do you want it to be visible or not? I mean, I wouldn't mind it being visible personally. Okay, so it's visible. Everybody can see you're, you're wearing it. It's pretty very evident that's what you're doing. Very nice. So you're, Steal the Emperor amulet. So he has the and Emperor amulet. we would all amu- recognize this symbol, right? Yeah, yeah. And looking around, you'll notice there are people who kind of wear it around. It, it's mm. almost like a fashion sort of thing um, among certain people. Other people don't have it at all. The higher class. <laughs> in our minds. Are like, you oh, bidding in? Did you buy something without me? See? I, I, I got something, yes. That's very nice. I see you fit in with the crowd much better now. I thought I'd blend in more with the local culture if I was wearing their own regalia. It makes sense. I mean, that's what Mole's doing. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes, as you're I'm, out I'm just going to look so- for somewhere secluded. That's, that's where I'm heading. It's just somewhere okay. that, you know, away from all the hustle and bustle, somewhere that I can get literally a minute of, of privacy. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're making your way over there. Um, you see an alleyway that you think you can take you away from the main, like, once again, the, the main uh, plaza area here. 
Um, so you start heading your way over there. And at that moment, there is a loud explosion. Everybody go ahead and give me a DC 15 reflex or reflex. Wow. Um, dexterity. <laughs> I know I went, I went a couple additions back there. Um, give me a, a dexterity save. 19. 25. <laughs> Six. Uh, 14. 14. So, okay. It's not from a magical source, is it? Because I can get advantage then. Um, actually, mm, hold on. <laughs> Let me look it up. Is it the well, magic that's doing it, or is it the shockwave of the magic that's doing right, it? Right, like it's, it's is like... Is the air uh, magical? <laughs> uh, I have advantage on saving throws from magic, magical spells and other magical effects. So if it is a magical destination... Okay, the, yeah, then go ahead and, and uh, you do have advantage on that. Yay. 15, I just make it. <laughs> okay, so the only person to actually be hit by this would be uh, the armorless mole, correct? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, the defenseless, armorless, uh, AC 11, uh, AC, no, sorry, I took that off, AC 10 mole. Okay, um, give me one second. You have no decks. All right. And He's a cleric, do... he doesn't need dexterity, he just holds off missiles no. with the will of God, obviously. And massive plate armor. <laughs> um... Okay, here we go. Take 27 points of damage. Force damage. Ouch. All right. So what we have going on here is um, Mole's been hit. Your cart's been upturned at this point. Some steel's on the street. Um, Klaxon flyer. What? Is it the Klaxon flyer? (laughs) Yeah. That of a radio flyer. The Klaxon. I like it. The... um, um, yeah, so that's in the street. People are screaming. Um, there are people hurt right now. It looks like the main source of the explosion was a um, was a shop called the let's see the Vintage Treasures, which I don't think anybody would know anything about. But there, it, it exploded and um, it definitely hurt the people on the outside, sitting out in the, the plaza area. So what we're going to do now, if you guys choose to, is you can help the people if you'd like. You can ignore the situation and just help mole. If you want to help people, we're going to go ahead and do a skill challenge. If not, um, you know, you can just help mole and leave. I think it behooves us to help people in general. Really? Don't you think so? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the better story is the heroes jumping in and trying yeah. to actually do some good. Yeah, I think like I accused you of metagaming for, for like two seconds and I was like, no, 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 you're all that about the story. That is what I was about the story. <laughs> that is right. his story. You don't care about everything else. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to go ahead and do a skill, skill challenge here. So uh, the way this will work is we get two failures um, and we're going to determine how many people you can help during this process. So the way this game's going to work is... If you pass your skill challenge and you're going to have to explain to me how it works and I'll give you, and, and this is based off of my opinion here, but uh, you need to tell me what skill you're using and explain to me why it works well. And so then I'll give you the DC based off of that to give you an idea of what that is. A DC five means something is exceptionally good. It's an exceptionally good use of the skill and it's also very creative. It goes above and beyond just the basic, this would work. 10 is it's the skill and the description are correct and uh, it would do the job. A 15 is 
I can maybe see that skill working. It's a bit of a stretch. And a DC 20 is, yeah, I, I don't really see how that can happen, but miracles do occur sometimes. So you can go ahead and try that. <laughs> Um, the consequences of the skill challenge. If you pass, you roll 1d6, and that's how many people you've saved. <coughs> if you fail, you roll 2d4, and that's how many people you could have saved but died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and how many successes do we need? Either you way, need... there's a delta of two people that always die. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're going to do this for, for two rounds or two failures. Um, okay. Everybody, give me a uh, go ahead. Give me an initiative roll. Twenty. Nice. And since I'm kind of like incapacitated, I'm not part of this, am I? You're not knocked out unless you want to be. I mean, oh no, I definitely <laughs> don't want to be knocked out. It yeah, just sounded no. like yeah, it was one. I mean, the you other. got knocked down, but you know, I mean, you guys are all larger than life. Um, yeah. So would yeah. Jump up explosion and run into the fire to save people. That sounds like his character. So, so that, he got knocked a, down, but he I got, got back up again. again. Yeah, uh -huh. you're never gonna keep him all down. Um, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first up, we have Cal William Osborne. Um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Looking at my skills and how Cal acts, I think he's going to. Try and use performance in the sense of acting like an authority figure to go up and direct people away from the incident, moving away from dangerous areas and fires to let people get into the right positions, to be able to help and get the people who aren't severely injured out of the way. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. And, um, you know, I, I think for what we're trying to do as far as saving lives, eh, I, I think this may be a bit of a stretch, so give me a DC 15 on that. Um, I have a plus 15. I can't fail that. It's a 31. <laughs> You son of a bitch. All right. Um. <laughs> I mean, technically, I also get advantage because I'm using my actor trait to pretend to be someone. But uh, I thought that was way too cheeky to do. But I was like, I was looking, I was like this kind of fits with what Cal would do. It, it, no, it definitely is. So, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, you rolled Especially a 31 on performance. Ambulate that stands out sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, looks like you're definitely a servant of the Emperor. So go ahead and give me a 1d6. Let's see how many people you saved. <clears throat> Six people listened to me. <laughs> It <laughs> <laughs> is the best speech ever. You saved six lives that would have died otherwise. All right. Let's go ahead and go down to Mole Erzog. Er, Erz, Erzgaz. Erzog. Yeah. Er, er, Erzog. Yeah. This, this, the last Z is silent. Silent. There's a silent Z at the end. Yeah. So Erz, I, I think Erzog. I just realized there was a, that extra Z there for the first time. So. Yep. Yep. I'm observant. It's it's cool. I I only decided because I couldn't pronounce it that there was a silent Z at the end, um, <laughs> which is which falls in line with our naming conventions in general for this. So uh, I, I think I'm okay. Um, okay, um, Mole would like to use um, medicine uh, to start, you know, trying to stabilize people and and do something of of a little bit more traditional um, help. All right, give me a uh, DC 10. Okay, perfect. Um, can't fail. 29. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, okay, give me roll 1D6. How many people were you able to save? Nice. Six. Six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys are saving everybody here. Let's see how Garen everybody. does. Well, Garen. Um, <laughs> so when the blast happened, it you know shook a lot of things loose. And 
the last second, Aaron sees a beam falling on group of children and mm. Garen is going to use his acrobatics to grab the beam with his whip and pull it away. Okay. I mean, I think that's very fun. Um, all right. Yeah. You know, I'll give you a five for that. Oh, sweet. So, I can't feel that either. 13. <laughs> all right. Give me that 1d6, guys. Let's see how many children die. No, they live. Six. Six. Oh, oh nice. my God. Oh, wow. This is like the most helpful, I think, We've ever been. Players have been. ever been to a, a set of NPCs. This is an incredible. <laughs> um, all right, Rosie, it's your turn. Let's see if you can you can complete the six here. And if you get a six as well, we're just we'll say it's done. Um, okay. But if not, <laughs> um, other people's lives are on the line. So get a six. So here's what I'd like to do. I want to um, initiate my mantle of inspiration, which uh, will give four people because um, that's my charisma modifier currently. Uh, eight temporary hit points. So, like, I'm going to look at those who are, like, hurt and injured, and I'm going to, like, look real pretty and inspire them to be not as hurt. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, it's a maximum of four, so I don't know how you want to so play that. I think we'd, that. we'd have to roll 1d4 for, for helping people. Um, so go ahead, and if you can, you know, I mean, I, I find that to be very creative. It is a little bit of a stretch, um, just because you're just. I mean, being I can roll performance or persuasion. I don't know how you want to um, do that because it's like I'm inspiring them. So yeah, give me a, a persuasion check or, or a straight charisma. charisma. That's even a good idea. Yeah, let's do straight charisma. Okay. So we'll, we'll go ahead and do yeah yeah. Twenty six. I mean, dear God. Natural. Give me a 1d4 roll, and let's see if you get the four. We'll say you guys are done. You win. Oh, three. Oh, three. Three. Uh. Okay. Does Nat All right. give a plus one there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and uh, Cal, it's your turn again, or excuse me, William Osborne. Um, um, go ahead. Give me, uh, pick a different skill, and I mean, how you can save. I'm going to go with acrobatics. So after directing people to move out of the way, Cal will jump into the burning building to see if there's anyone trapped inside that he can drag out or direct out. Okay. So you give me a DC 10 on that. Solid. Perfect. 27. I, I couldn't... Oh, if I rolled a 1, I would pass If you rolled it. a 1, you would have failed. Um, so you did it. Go ahead and give me that 1d6 roll. Let's see how many people you save. Um, 6. Oh, 2. 2. Only 2 okay. people inside the store. Yeah. There were less people in. It's not that big of a, a storefront. So perfect. Um, there were two people, and, and you do see the um, definitely dead body of um, somebody who's the proprietor in there as well, but they they certainly dead. Um, so they look like any interesting loot around the store as well. <laughs> you know what? There probably is. Let's finish this up, and then I'll tell you what we can do with that. Okay. Um, so, Garen, it is your turn. What are you doing? Or no, Mold, Mold. Jeez, I totally skipped you, Mold. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Mole's like, uh, I did the healing thing. What else do I do now? Um, um, I'm persuading people. Well, well, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking like, um, you know, like in any emergency, one of the biggest things that like stops stuff from happening and, and, and going on is like the chaos that's happening. He'd kind of like to try and control that chaos. Either through the realms of like, you know, um, usually because people are pretty receptive around here to religion, um, start trying to use that to like try and calm people down. 
you know, that, that right. you know, Theos, kind of Theos is with us on this, you know, and prevent prevent further loss of life to people, you know, charging, trampling, running, screaming, that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. I think that's perfect. All right. Uh, uh-huh. Go ahead. Give me DC 10 on that. I'm, I'm sure you probably already have a 10 and I'm going to have to change the way I do the sliding scale in the future. It's it, it's not. I can fail this one. Oh, um, okay. I do not at a 15, but I nice. could. <laughs> All right, give me a one d six to see how many people you have saved from being trampled to death. Three, three. Okay. And now, Garen, it's your turn. Okay, because it's the only thing that might I might pass with. Um, <laughs> seeing that mole is trying to calm people down, I'm going to play some soft calming music on my sitol to kind of just like spread the good vibes so that people can. Calm Are you going to be the lo-fi beats in the background, chilling us all out? Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know how that's directly going to save anybody's life. We'll give you a DC 20 on that one um, okay. because I don't know that a soundtrack is. <laughs> There's many a song life. that I felt has saved my life in a desperate situation. <laughs> uh, dri- dri- driving home in my in my car, just completely upset. You know, besought upon myself, and that song just brings you right out of it. You know, that's true. It's true. Yeah. I guess it could be like the Kate Bush effect on Stranger Things with uh, what's her name? Have you guys seen the newest oh, season? Yeah. Where it's exactly. like yeah. it seems to exactly. inspire her to keep going. All right, you know yeah. what? Because right. of the Kate Bush effect, we'll give you a DC fifteen. Go ahead and roll. Can that. I get a fifteen? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Give me a one d six. I hope Kate Bush made lots of money off of that. Um, she did actually. Did I she? Heard. Good. Five. Five. Very nice. Okay. So. <laughs> I want to point out that I don't think we've had a failure yet, so nobody no. has died unnecessarily. So, Rosie, Uh-oh. it's up to you to keep that going. <laughs> this is the last one. I mean, Why no did you pressure. have to put that on me, Alex? Why? <laughs> I, I just wanted All to right. point it out, you know. He needs to make <laughs> drama somehow. <laughs> That's fair. Um, the, playing the armor wasn't doing it for him, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So That was like I'm 20 a- minutes. <laughs> I want to uh, look around and like if there's any structural integrity situations, prop it up so that it doesn't harm more people. Um, I don't know if you want me to use perception or investigation to to see building wise. Um, I mean, I don't think that viewing either one or even noticing it's going to necessarily save somebody. You would need to take an action based off of that. So. Okay. If you see so I'm going falling, to yeah, yeah, I'm going to give a a look around then to see what's falling and um herd people away from that area. So I don't know. I could also use uh persuasion to get them out. Sure, that'll work. I mean, it's it's once again I'm going to give you a 15 on that one. Um, just because okay. it is a little. Okay. So persuasion then to herd yep. people away from the areas that falling. Okay, that's a 34. <laughs> That is, that is two uh, maxed out rolls that Rosie's done. Yeah, two crits. Two crits. Completely maxed well, out. Well, to be fair, I almost couldn't fail that. It, no, yeah, I couldn't fail that because it was 14. So a one on the die would have given me 15. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you couldn't have. Um, skill right. checks, I'm pretty sure one always fails. No? Or is it hit? No, no it's only combat, I'm thinking. No, it's only combat. We don't... Yeah, we... we just like in skill checks, the you know natural 20 doesn't automatically win. Um, so there were five people huddled under this falling brick, apparently. So all right, <laughs> and uh, you you all pulled them out. The chaos and the the tumult of the situation 
kind of subsides. It's just smoldering at this point. Um, people are all around <laughs> you all sort of individually, uh, kind of as a group, just thanking you, you know, thanking Theos for you, praising the emperor for you, depending on what you're wearing. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's really the situation. What are you guys doing? We're here to help. What was inside the store? <laughs> oh, good call. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this is um, the get the name of the store again. Vintage Treasures. Um, yeah, yes. the, the name sounded really interesting. So. Um, <laughs> oh, that was the just a place that exploded. And and while this is happening, Mole's going to try and use the brief amount of uh, chaos to slip away um, with his cart. Oh, very nice. Um, uh, okay, so Mole's slipping away, and then inside the vintage treasures, um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff obviously on fire. You see the body of the proprietor there, this orc who's, um, you know, he's he's mostly in one piece, um, missing a couple legs, and um, then you see a bunch of items in here. Now, these are I'll just, I'll meta this so everybody knows, but basically what this guy sold were like antiques and vintage items from uh, Thalmer. So um, there's specific kind of like exotic, you know, to them um, pieces. Give me, let's see, let's, let me just do a real quick. Uh, yes, he um, sells the most Thalmer of uh, collector's goods, Beanie Babies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take them all. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that one when I was a kid. Okay, so what what kind of item are you looking for? Give me that. I mean, I, it's just, you can carry. It's literally just a um, spur of the moment sort of thing. Okay. I'm not looking um, for anything specific. It's just what's in there. There's been an emergency, and he's looking to loot a uh, yes. burning building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm checking okay. you know, what happened to the proprietor and everything. I've got plenty right. of excuses. I've got plenty of ways to spin this. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> he doesn't own any of this stuff anymore. <laughs> Exactly. It's free trade now. <laughs> okay, so you find a few things. Um, one, um, you find there's a, a clock in there that seems to be made of wood for the most part, except it has a couple of metal wings that are attached to the side. You assume it's sort of a cuckoo function uh, that come out whenever it chimes. Um, you also see a lantern that definitely looks, uh, well, you wouldn't know this, but it, it, it's uh, got an antique style to it compared to what you've seen um, otherwise and definitely for Thalmer. Um, it's written in some kind of runes. You don't speak Dwarven, do you? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so it's got some Dwarven runes on there. And then finally, you do see some pottery that looks really nice. And it's something that's very valuable over here. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there's some <coughs> pottery that's from Thalmer that you could take. Also, that would be worth, um, I mean, it, it just looking at these, what you would know, the clock itself would be worth about 25 <coughs> gold pieces because of the craftsmanship. The um, lantern, you think maybe you can get five or 10 for it, gold pieces. And then the pottery itself, you could probably, it's damaged or it's not damaged even with this fire. Um, it seems somewhat delicate. If you take care of it, you could probably get about 100 gold pieces for it. How big is the pottery? Uh, the pottery he could like slip a, into his bag? Or? He could slip it into his bag. You just need to be careful with it. It's just like a little bowl uh, that's intricately designed. And um, it's got like kind of a decoupage sort of covering to it. I take the pottery and then uh, try and take something of the proprietors out to show a reason I was in there. So you he's, take the, the, the proprietor's body, body out? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, um, I guess body out. Can I oh, discern... Okay. 
um, what caused this, like spell wise, or if it was, was it maybe similar to the uh, Tom Waddle or whatever his name was? Yeah, what happened at the guild? Um, go ahead yeah. and give me a <clears throat> investigation roll with that and a okay. DC 12. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna pop my eyes closed real quick and let Xena do the looking then she gets advantage. I was going to say I would start investigating right away as well uh, to see. 21. Okay, go ahead and give me an investigation roll as well, Rosie. 14. Okay. So uh, both of you looking at the situation, it looks very similar to um, what you saw at Tom Waddles. Um, extremely similar <laughs> as far as the, the explosion. Um, you don't see any graffiti this time. Okay. But the uh, <laughs> that was my main question. The, yeah, the the actual explosion itself is is very similar. Did it look like it came from inside the um, shop, or like it was uh, external or internal? Yeah. Yeah. It looks internal, like it blew out out from inside. Um, <laughs> did it disintegrate most things around it, or did was it just like kind of move it around? Like I, basically, I guess I'm looking to see if it was like a package, or like maybe came from shelves or something like that to see if. You want to find the epicenter. Yeah. 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 The, the epicenter of it would be, it looks like I, at the desk uh, or the, the table. Yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be like a, what am I trying to say? Like a counter, not just a desk. Yeah. Like a counter. Thank you. Uh, a, a counter. Um, it looks like, you know, it came right from there. That's where the biggest blast is from. The counter itself is split. And that's where um, the legs of Anson, the proprietor are still at after ah. What's his name? So he drug out the top half, but the (laughs) bottom half is still there? Yeah. (laughs) Great. Some more identifiable Um, part. Yeah. Yeah. You can't identify somebody by their toes. (laughs) Um, Can I... Can I use Arcana to figure out the spell? Or come close to it? Um, Yeah, go ahead. Give me an Arcana roll. 27. I have detect magic, if that helps. That would help determine the... But it... As long as but we're, we're also in the middle of a magic. crime scene and uh, <laughs> casting magic is a bad idea. So I'm not there to tell you no. So it's true. Um, it it um, looks like it's some form of a variation of the force blast spell. Okay. It looks like it's maybe a juiced up version of it. Can I look around the shot contents and see if I can figure out like was he dealing in dangerous items that this could have been just something on his shelf or if he's more like mundane type stuff or um yeah whatever. go ahead like, and give me i think for something like that give me an investigation role that's going to be um oh, sorry um give me an investigation role uh, at uh, dc 12 or if you're trained in it you can do it arcana at um dc 10 that's a 23 for investigation all right so looking around it looks like if there were magic items in here or something that would be uh, arcane like that it doesn't necessarily look look like the proprietor knew about it so there is that possibility that some of these items are magical but for the most part it looks like this is more of a like a true antique sort of shop um are the Are the flames are like are things still on fire? That's a good question. Um, very mildly, I guess you could say. Um, so there there's some like little flames around, but for the most part, <clears throat> it's smoldered out. Okay, so you, you got a lot of smoke, not a lot of fire. Okay, um, just in case, uh, I'm gonna quickly make sure that no one's really watching us, um, <laughs> or if I can just duck behind 
something real quick. Um, and if the flames themselves are magic, non-magical, I'll use control flames to put them out. Okay. Um, I'm going to say you, you can do that pretty easily because of the smoke, and uh, you can die okay. behind the counter fairly easy, easily, done, okay. and even if it is cracked. And it's simply somatic as well. So, or, uh, uh, yeah, so it's just what hand waving, <coughs> right? So. right? Okay. Is that what somatic is? Right. <laughs> so, yep, you're able to do that, and uh, the flames die out. Cool. Um, so, in our heads, like, Mole, perhaps you can talk to the dead man again. Um, yes, I will do that in a moment. I'm indisposed right now. You hear in your mind. <laughs> and what is it that Mole's doing? <laughs> Mole is looking for a quiet place for literally two minutes. Well, I figured while well, they're investigating, Mole's off in his quiet spot. So what's Mole doing? Okay, he's using two uses of the spell Fabricate. Okay. Um, and so I, I can read it off for you. Please do. Um, cool. So you convert raw materials into products of the same material. For example, you can fabricate a wooden bridge from a clump of trees, rope from a clump of head. You choose the raw materials. You can see within range, which is 120 feet. And, um, and the most important thing on it, though, at the end, basically, um, because it, it specifies the size and stuff, but um, you can't use it to create items that normally require a high degree of craftsmanship, such as jewelry, weapons, glass, um, armor, unless you have proficiency in that type of artisan tool to craft such objects. And I, I think we've determined that he has has yeah, the proficiency. Sure. <laughs> so he's literally spending a minute getting a lump of materials, turning it into a thing using divine magic, and then doing that again with the cart to turn it into a shield. Okay. Yeah. So was, that's pretty cool. I like that. Was the range of that 125 feet, did you say? You, just, you have to just see it. 100, 120 feet, yeah. So you could just like move into a house opposite a like train, like a, say a freight train yard sort of thing. Just take that, take that. Yeah, it, it, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's limited to, like, you can make it into things that can be contained within a 10-foot cube or or eight five-foot cubes. So, like, literally, like, I could turn a pile of wood into a small house if I have the skills. Uh, Damn. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, All right. it, it, it's, it's fun. Okay, so I'm going to use two uses of that, and... Um, Let's see. Yeah, I'm making some splint mail and a shield. And the split mail, since I've got the skill for that, um, just on the breastplate, on the breast of it a little bit, you can see that it's got like a little raised, um, I was going to say embossing, but the, uh, what's the opposite of embossing? A relief? It looks like a relief. Yeah, Is that a relief the kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a relief in the center of it that looks like a little bird. It's a little symbol of a robin. Interesting. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. I love it. All right, Lam Robin Foot. Yeah, and he's so, gonna he's gonna don his new armor and shield and make his way back to them. So Mole makes his way out into the subsiding chaos, <laughs> completing the arc of steel shopping to armor making. And with that, <laughs> yes. we'll call the episode. <laughs>